The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. G'day guys, welcome back. It is I, Lyle Swinthenbank, back with another installment of the Pelican Scoop, a hoop-ball.com presentation. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank at HoopBallPels is the show, at HoopBallFantasy and at HoopBallTweets if you want to follow HoopBall generally. We're back, big show today. Uh, just me, we're just going solo. We'll have a very special guest, as we always do, uh, as all our guests are, pardon me. Uh, very special, and, and we appreciate them lending their knowledge to me and to all of you. But just me today, we're going to be chatting pills. We're going to be chatting Pelicans basketball. Now, you might be thinking, well, Lyle, you do that every every episode. But this is legitimate Pels basketball. Preseason game at Miami Pretty much a full lineup thereabouts. A few little caveats on that. But otherwise, we got to see some of our young guys, the guys that we've invested so much blood, sweat and tears into, uh, cheering them on all, all well for the majority of last year. We got to see them hit the court. And that is something that I'm so very looking forward to talking to. So I hope you've all uh, watched it by now. If you haven't, well, go and have a look. I'm sure it's uh, it's out and about. And apologies to all of the people in uh, New Orleans that weren't actually able to watch it live. I know there was a bit of controversy about that. Um, and then the actual broadcast itself was just Miami's uh, broadcast sent through the uh, the Fox network. So hopefully um, on Friday when we get to take on the Milwaukee Bucks uh, back at the Smoothie King Center, first home game, geared up for that. Um, we get our own broadcast and, and that'll be a bit more interesting because at times there were some questionable facts that came out of the uh, the Miami broadcast. And I suppose it's purely because they just haven't 
watched it, I suppose, and uh, and researched the Pelicans as well as all of us have and how invested we are. You know, there were more a Miami Heat-orientated broadcast, and that's fair enough. It was down there. So what we're going to start with is a bit of a review of the game. And we might as well jump straight into that. So pre-game, it was announced that Stephen Adams was questionable and uh, that was sort of a bit of lead up to that, that he had sore hamstrings. He ended up playing, which we were happy about. Great result uh, having him start at the centre and, and we got to find out what he would be like playing next to Zion Williamson, who, spoiler alert, played 33 minutes and 14 seconds, uh, which was his, I think, second highest or third highest NBA minutes count in a in a game of his career so far. So we're happy to see that. He looked fit. He looked healthy. We didn't have Eric Bledsoe. Didn't have JJ Redick. Uh, Josh Hart got the start over JJ. J, uh, and, well, or Bledsoe, whoever's going to start there. Uh, JJ had been exposed to someone who had tested positive. It turned out to be a false positive uh, to coronavirus. So he was in medical protocols. And Eric Bledsoe had some personal stuff going on and he had to leave the bubble or the, I suppose, the um, quarantine area that they're meant to stay in. So he had to go through his medical protocols as well. We also didn't have Wenyan Gabriel, who is coming back from knee tendonitis slash, ah, sorry, quadricep tendonitis and slash knee is what they listed him out as. So we got to see most of the guys play otherwise. The funny stat that I saw was that Zion Williamson is like the longest tenured player now. I think we talked about that uh, previously uh, with one of the guests, maybe it was Andrew, a couple of weeks ago, uh, that Zion was drafted in June and then everyone else sort of came afterwards. So, I mean, BI and that Laker trade went down after the draft. So, pretty classic that that was the, that was the case. Um, so, Zion, not only was he, what, 24 games into his career, he's also the veteran locker room presence no doubt uh, highly regarded there as well with his wisdom of how to deal with the NBA riggers. But overall, guys, I was pretty impressed. So the final score was 114 to 92. Great win by the Pelicans. Uh, the Heat were without Goran Dragic and also Jimmy Butler. So Read into that what you will. You know, these guys were the Eastern Conference champions. Last year, they played in the finals. Lost, uh, not I wouldn't say convincingly, but they got uh, bested, I suppose, by a stacked Lakers team led by an angry LeBron and and driven AD. Um, which, I mean, does that make us nearly as good as the Lakers, the fact that we beat Miami? Uh, who knows? You know, read into it what you will. So, key stat getters, Zion had 26 points, 11 rebounds and a couple of assists. Brandon Ingram, he looked smooth. Honestly, in the second quarter, he really blew the game open. He was awesome. I think he had nine in the first three or four minutes of the second quarter, and that was great to see. 22 points, six rebounds, six assists, three steals and a block. On that other end, I reckon he was robbed of a block as well. They called it a goal 10, but um, on the replay, he actually did an awesome pin block uh, of someone's teardrop, I think, and he he uh, pinned it against the backboard, and they called it a goaltend, but um, yeah, I think he was robbed with that. So uh, pretty impressive. 7 of 13 shooting, Zion 8 of 13, and his shot chart was um, 
Zion said is, was right in the paint. They were all, all shots taken in the paint, and he was bullying some pretty big blokes. You know, he's in there moving these, uh, like Bam Adebayo, I think he only had 11 or so points. Um, and he didn't even have that. He had nine points, you know, and he was getting absolutely bullied by Zion down there. All of these power forwards were. Mo Harkless, I think, was given the main job on him, and he was just getting ragdolled. This kid's 20 years old, and he's dominating against uh, NBA quality talent and, and NBA size. Stephen Adams, we saw 19 minutes from him. He had seven points and eight rebounds. There was a little bit of high-low action uh, at one point. He, I think he was trying to throw a lob, but it looked like it was going to get broken up. Zion managed to grab it and dunked it anyway, so that was pretty good. Um, something that I've seen a lot of pundits uh, say is that, that we need more shooting around Zion and that Stephen Adams is going to be no good there because he doesn't shoot threes. One thing Stephen Adams does do is box out, and he creates so much space down there because he isn't just standing under the ring hoping that he's going to get some errant rebound. He's moving... He starts at the top of the three-point line, and he'll move in. He'll be laterally passing and getting the ball moving. He's also a good passer from the center position, which, if your main focal point is your small forward and your power forward, and a center that can pass is almost as important as a center that can shoot because it means that you're not relying on your guards and your small forward having to rebound. Your center's still floating around, but there's enough space for that cutting and he's boxing out, he's moving these big centers, perhaps not out to the three-point line, but he's dragging them out to the mid-range sort of area, which gives room for Zion to operate, and as well as cuts from BI, from the point guards. While Lonzo didn't probably drive as much as he should have, um, you know, those opportunities were there, and for Eric Bledsoe, it's going to give him an absolute path to the rack every time. So we're in Pressed with that, um, you know, Stephen Adams, I think, was a great addition. Locking him up was good. Um, saw some comments on Twitter that uh, it was pretty smart of locking him up when they did for an extra couple of years because as these stars get snapped up, teams get a bit anxious. They want to sign someone so they'll overpay. And Stephen Adams is a perfect candidate. 27, he'll be, uh, yeah, 27 years old, 28 years old. Um, you know, he's the perfect age for a contender to put a solid center there, someone that's going to set big screens, someone that is prime for an overpay. So to lock him up on a, on a reasonable deal, solid starting center, you know, like this guy's, I don't know, probably top 10 centers in the league, I guess, probably even top eight, top seven, I guess. Um, and he's strong and he's going to protect those bodies of the younger guys. And that's something that I think we've, we've desperately needed. So, um, I like Stephen Adams. I mean, he's he's a Kiwi and I'm an Aussie. I don't know what connotations that mean. But, um, he's from down here and I think he's really good. So, um, happy with that. Another guy we saw some flashes from, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. People are in and out on him. I mean, it's it's hard because, you know, people go, oh, well, it's preseason. He was good in preseason last year and in summer league. Well, that comes down to opportunity. It comes from confidence. You know, this guy's, what, played one season of basketball, professional basketball. He's going to have some teething issues. He really is. And he showed some flashes. He showed the aggression. He had 14 points, five rebounds, a couple of assists. In only 21 minutes. No, that's all right. It's not bad. And I think we need to stop. We've obviously chosen him to hang around. We got rid of everyone else. Frank's gone. 
Kendricks Williams is gone. Um, all of the uh, the two-way guys are gone. Uh, and we kept holding a keel. So, you know, I think this is the guy that they tipped to either play a bit of point or he's going to play a bit of two-guard. And I think he um, actually said in his own media uh, appearances pre-season, before the pre-season game a couple of days ago, uh, that he was happier playing the two alongside because he grew up playing with uh, with Shay Gil- Gilgis Alexander, his cousin, and he played the one, and and Nor played the two. So that's um, something to take into account. So I don't mind it. Lonzo, twelve points, four rebounds, six assists. He shot five of fifteen. He only he shot two of nine from three. His shot wasn't falling. He, he hit a couple of good like. Good. I mean, put that in quotation marks. He uh, he hit a big three. It was a step back, and that looked pretty crisp. But then he just settled for it. Instead of driving and kicking and hitting those open shooters out in the wings, whether that was Nikhil or it was, uh, I don't know, other guys like that. Uh, Nicola Melli was standing out there. You know, Sindaris Thornwell hit a, hit a couple of threes. Even B.I., Josh Hart. He didn't create that opportunity for the drive and kick because he just settled. And if you're going to settle for threes, you got to hit them. That's, I think, is really something he's going to have to work on. Um, if that three-point percentage isn't going to get up to, I don't know, maybe three of nine at least, or or if he's going to take nine shots, you've got to be making them. You know? you've, you've got to be hitting them at a clip because people will sag off you. And then all of a sudden, you're putting more pressure on guys like Jackson Hayes and Stephen Adams and these centers and, and even some of the rebounding guys. You know, Zion had 11 rebounds to clean up your mess. So that's something he's really going to have to have a look at. Um, and hopefully he can get his legs under him again. You know, better showing than probably half of the bubble. Um, he was pretty bad in the bubble, but uh, he's all right. He's a young bloke. He's playing for an extension. And, you know, guys that are playing for money always seem to have a, a contract year, they call them, didn't it? You remember... Uh, Hassan Whiteside famously went from, I don't know, G League to $84 million contract over four years, and then the next year he was average again, cracked us out at the heat. So, you know, things like that are um, things to take into account, I guess. Uh, another little flash, we've got 10 minutes and 19 seconds of Kyra Lewis Jr. Oh, he looked all right. He had five points, a couple of rebounds. Um, yeah, didn't do anything too offensive. He was He was good. Um, I enjoyed seeing him do that. Jackson Hayes played 24 minutes, 6-6, six and six, uh, had a block as well. He did try to baptise someone uh, with a massive poster in the uh, first, I don't know, 20 seconds or something he come on, and it was just like out of nowhere. But uh, he didn't pull it off, but if he had of, uh, I would have been putting that photo on the wall because it was phenomenal. So I don't mind him attacking. Um, that's all good. But... He just needs to be careful. Don't injure yourself. You're only a young bloke. You've got plenty of time to uh, to get your posters and in probably better situation than um, than he attempted there. But uh, yeah, all the, all the more hype when he tries to go up near the basket, I think. But uh, someone that looking forward to seeing is Wenyan Gabriel. When his knee comes good, uh, his tendonitis, he shakes it. That's a guy that... Uh, he played some big minutes for Portland in the bubble uh, and actually started a couple of playoffs games. Nice kid. I think we talked about him previously that, uh, you know, he had tipped a, uh, 
a cab driver three grand or something because he knew he was doing it tough during COVID. And high character guys that are willing to do a bit of everything. Yeah, I don't mind it. So looking forward to seeing him. He's got some length. He can play the three. He can play, play the four as well. Um, so that'll be interesting to see him back up a bit of Zion action. Uh, Stan Van Gundy also in his post game said he was intending to play either one of or Zion, uh, one of Zion or BI uh, at all times, which is news to our ears. We're not going to have any uh, five bench players that appears. They're going to sort of stagger it, whether that's Zion playing more in the first quarter and then BI getting off the chain in the second quarter. It seemed to work all right this time. But uh, whether or not uh, that continues to be the way they're going to do it, who knows? But that might change with uh, a full lineup, which hopefully, I'm not sure if they clear medical procedure, uh, policy by then, but uh, maybe Friday we get to see JJ and Eric Bledsoe because uh, they're both negative for coronavirus. They're just going through the NBA policy. So we'll see what happens. But uh, rest assured, we are geared up for a big season. Uh, I think our first game is on Christmas, unless we've got one a little bit earlier. I'll have to double-check that, actually, with the schedule. But uh, after this uh, this Friday game, we're not actually playing again until uh, the yeah, until the opening night, which, oh, no, we're playing uh, on the 23rd. So we're on 23rd and then on the 25th on Christmas Day, which we're all excited about. Uh, the Saints play just afterwards as well. So you can have a whole day of uh, basketball and football, which I'm sure your family will really enjoy if they're not a sports family that you're sitting in front of the TV watching that. But, you know, you get that. So too bad. Um, Otherwise, we're looking forward to a big season of basketball. Pell's basketball, in fact. Zion looks good. He also hit 10 of 11 free throws. His Achilles heel, so to speak, uh, was that he couldn't shoot free throws. He was shooting them at like 64% over his games last year. And when he gets to the free throw line as much as he does, if you can knock him down, you are going to bury teams. Uh, the shooting coach, Mr. Vincent, uh, was congratulated on the bench. There's a bit of footage of uh, him getting tapped on the leg after he uh, Zion hit, I think, five in a row or something. And um, yeah, 10 of 11. Phenomenal. We want that from a bloke that's going to jump all over people. So, not bad at all. We uh, we live to fight another day. Obviously, an understrength uh, Miami team, as we talked about. But um, otherwise, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, we started, like I said, uh, the game with the turnover. Um, and I was sitting there going, oh, here we go. It's more Pills basketball. Quarter number one, possession number one, we win the tip, and uh, we turn the ball over. And I'm shaking my head. And we had five, I think, in the first quarter. And then, second quarter, we sort of just toned it down. And I tweeted uh, that it was sort of a overexcited turnover. Like, basketball's back, let's go fast, zoom, zoom. That wasn't really what... We needed. I think you just need to settle into it a bit. Okay, you mucked around. You've, you've turned it over a couple of times. Second quarter, let's get our heads. Let's get into our rhythm, do our sets, and uh, and score the basket. And take care of the rock. So, you know, for the rest of the game, we had six turnovers. 
In three quarters, we had six. After having five in one quarter, 11 for a game is excellent. Taking care of the rock. I think Stan Van Gundy was pretty happy with that. The uh, His comments that um, we didn't turn the ball over too much, which was good. Another thing that we addressed, and if you remember back in the early episodes when I was doing those game reviews going back through during lockdown, the big thing that we needed to work on was rebounds. Uh, so we win. Well, we won the rebound battle, fifty-one to thirty-five. We won the offensive boards. We won the defensive boards. That's so good. Stephen Adams effect. I mean, he had seven Zion. Had only had two other games with double-digit uh, rebounds. He had eleven. You're getting six from Bi. You're getting a couple from uh, guys like Josh Hart, Lonzo. Everyone team rebounding. So good. And I think if Stephen Adam goes and plays 30 minutes a night, what are you going to get? Double-double from him. Zion will be able to grab some because you've got uh, Stephen Adams boxing out. Jackson Hayes had six. You know, these guys are going for the board, but not unnecessarily chasing errant offensive rebounds. You don't need to go and chase them. There was uh, some great footage of Stephen Adams hustling back down the court to stop fast breaks after a, uh, a missed shot. And to see your center working that hard to get into position, that's what you want. You want someone that's going to get up the court and and fill that hole so that they're not getting easy transition buckets. And there was plenty of times that he stopped that. So pretty happy with that. So first quarter ended 32-30 in favor of the Pels. Uh, Perimeter defense was a little bit average and they had some, um, some open looks, but we closed that down. Second quarter... Um, you know, B.I. was looking smooth. He got into his rhythm. He, he had, yeah, nine points straight or something, and he was um, he was balling out, which we were pretty happy with. Uh, third quarter, or end of the second quarter, 60 to 53, the Pels are up. Uh, you know, Zion at halftime at 13 and 6. B.I. 16, 4 and 3. And Nikhil, uh, he had 11 points and, uh, and 3 rebounds. So, you know... Big second quarter from the guys. Third quarter ended 85 to 72. We started breaking away. Bi had got his 22 by then. Uh, Zion was at 19 and 10, and then we finished the game 114 to 92. And we got all those stats. You know, Hart had four steals. There's hustle stats. You, you, you're happy with it, with how he played as well. You know, he started. He filled that role. And I think Stan Mengun is pretty high on him because he's a hustle. A hustler, you know, he's diving on loose balls. He's terrorizing ball handlers. He's intercepting the uh, errant passes. You can't teach that, I suppose, tenacity to go after the ball. And I think Stan Van Gundy uh, summed it up perfectly. He says he loves players that knows who who they are. He loves players who know who they are. And Josh Hart knows what he is. He's a strap. He's a scrapper. You know, he's going to go after those uh, those tough balls and, and, and plays and he's going to make those steals and come up big when, when we need to transition you know he's going to cause those transition uh, those turnovers that lead to good transition buckets he's going to go coast to coast you can't teach that so you can't teach effort you can only you can only encourage it so pretty happy with that all in all it's good we're looking forward to what Friday it'll be Saturday my time so I'll be gearing up for my weekend of Pell's basketball, which will be phenomenal. And uh, 
we'll touch base. I think we're going to be touching base again tomorrow because we've got a special guest lined up. So we're going to have back-to-back episodes. I know we've got this one out a little bit later than we did last week, but we're going to try to hit them as quickly as we can. Quick thank you to the sponsors, mybookie.ag. Use Hoopball when you sign up for your betting. Uh, what is it? Manscaped.com. Hoopball20 is the code. Uh, ExpressVPN, are good friends of the show and of Hoopball. Use, oh well, go to expressvpn.com slash Hoopball, H-O-P-B-A-L-L, and that'll get you some deals with us, and it'll tell them that uh, we sent you. Also, go and get yourself the Fantasy Pass over at hoop-ball.com, as well as the, oh, or the, uh, the 360 the what is it hoopball 360 as well sign up for those and uh and treat yourself win your fantasy leagues it's worth it the brewski 150s in there the draft guide uh the wager pass all of that you're getting you're getting all the tips all the hints and trip uh tips and what more could you want so i've rattled on for long enough you've heard me you've heard me i'm gonna put a pin in it you're gonna have another one tomorrow we've got a special guest coming on i'm excited to have a chat with this guy uh so as always, I am Lyle Swithenbank at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter at HoopballPels as a show. This is a Pelican Scoop. If you want to go on iTunes and give us a rate and a review, that would be fantastic. Uh, if we get some nice ones or even some not so nice ones, we might have a chat about them. We'll see how we go. But jump over there and do that. You can tweet us. You can do whatever you want. We're going to chat Pels. This is what we do. I'm going to leave it at that. Bye for now. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.